You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Happy day, friends. I am so excited that you are back to listen to another episode of Behind the Bliss. My name is Rachel, and I love sitting behind this little microphone of mine to chat with you through some of the weird parts about life. And some of those weird parts are weird days and weird weeks. They're inevitable. They happen. We have no idea when they're coming, when they're about to slap us in the face. But when they do, how do you react? Think, for so long, I thought that they just happen in my... My goal was to just get through the day. Trudge on, tomorrow will come. His mercies are new every morning. I think we've heard that scripture before. What if we don't have to wait for a new day or a new week to start over? We can press reset right now. So chances are, if you clicked play on this episode, either one, you've listened to all of our episodes and this was chronologically next, or B, you clicked play on this episode because you needed to hear it. You saw the message about turning around a bad week or a bad day and you knew that you needed this. Sister, I am with you. This past week was absolutely nuts. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me even mention it or like highlight how weird and wonky last week was, but you guys deserve the nitty gritty and the details. And to be honest with you, there are lots of funny stories mixed in with some not so funny stories. I figured I just would share. Now that I'm ahead of it, I can look back and kind of giggle at some of the things that had happened. Uh, So first off, my husband, Thomas, poor thing, woke up not feeling well on Monday. And ladies, I didn't know if this was, and I've already shared this with him, so that's why I'm going to be saying it to you, but I didn't know if this was like the man flu or like something actually. Uh, But no, he really was. He did not feel well. Poor thing. I felt awful. I was trying to help him make soup, bring him medicine, get him hydrated. Um, He's in pilot training. So like you really can't fly when you don't feel well, especially when you're congested because you're so high up and altitude really messes with you. It just was like a whole thing for him. So I tried my best to make myself available for him. Meanwhile, I'm not really running on great sleep because the night before our smoke detector, one of them in our house was chirping, like the low battery chirp and beep. Why does it always have to happen at night? I don't understand why at night is the time that these smoke detectors decide to tell us that they're not working. It it decided not to work in the middle of the night. So it was beeping and it wakes you up around like 2 a.m. And you're like, I can sleep through this. I can sleep through this. And then, you know, it starts like beeping every three minutes and then every one minute. And you're like, all right, I can't sleep through this anymore. So we go and we try to locate where it is. And of course, it's in Maddox's nursery. So we're waiting for him now. We're like watching the monitor, waiting and anticipating for him to wake up and get as annoyed as we are at this thing. And he does. He wakes up and he's just really agitated. So get him up, have to get him back to sleep. Anyways, mom is tired. And then the next day, I hear this like scratching, screeching noise in my kitchen. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I've also been hearing this noise for like the past two to three-ish weeks. And I've always wondered like what it was, could never identify it. And it typically happened like I would hear it after dinner when we've cleaned up the house and Thomas and I are just like hanging out on the couch. We would like pause the show and I'm like, do you, do you hear that noise? And he's like, I don't hear the noise. I don't know what you're talking about. But I've been hearing this noise for about two-ish weeks. Well, on Tuesday night, I might have gotten all these days mixed up. Last week, one evening, 
I pause the show and I'm like, do you hear that noise? And he finally hears it. And he's like, yes, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. So we tiptoe to the kitchen, just figure out what it is. And as soon as we get to the kitchen, obviously it like goes away. And then a few minutes later, fast forward, it's there again. And I'm like, I hear this noise. So we go on another hunt. I sneak over. I turn on my flashlight. I have a video of this because I was like, if I, if I figure out what this is, I want this on camera. It was a mouse. There was a mouse in between my stove and my oven. And I like, we couldn't get to it, nor did I ever want to get to it. But I freaked out. I do not like rodents. No, no. So I'm freaking out. And I'm literally making eye contact with this beady-eyed mouse in front of me. And I, I'm like, Thomas, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. So he gets up and he's like grabbing tongs and like <laughs> grabbing like oven mitts. And he's like, how am I going to get to this? And I'm like, I don't really know. Anyways, we have to let it go because there's like, there's no way we can get to it. It's in a very weird, peculiar place in our oven. Fast forward to the next morning. I'm nursing Maddox on the couch and I hear the same noise again, except now it sounds like chips rustling in our pantry. (laughs) This was like my last straw with this mouse. So I call Thomas down. I'm like, I know you don't feel well, but I really need help. Like, can you please come downstairs and help figure this out with me? And he's like, sure. So he comes downstairs and he opens up the pantry door really quickly to try and catch this mouse and he doesn't see anything but he sees a dorito like teetering on the ground so like the mouse had just left as soon as he got there he's like okay there's definitely something here there's a just dorito a single dorito on the ground i know that there's something here and i'm having these nightmares about what this mouse looks like we call an exterminator he comes out he finds the mouse we rid of the mouse we're fine and I don't know if you saw this. I'm, I'm going to go on another tangent, but just hang on with me. A few weeks ago, I had a cockroach crawl across my face mid-sleep. Yes, you heard that right. A literal cockroach crawled across my face in the middle of the night, and I freaked out. That story is for another day. Maybe I'll share it. But the only way that I could get back to sleep that evening was to think that, like, make a character out of this cockroach. So I was thinking that he was, like, one of the cockroaches from A Bug's Life, and that was the only way that I was able to cope, honestly. So when I'm thinking through this mouse, I'm like, the only way I'm going to be able to operate in this household, knowing that there was a mouse there, and knowing, honestly, there's probably more mice around here, was to truly, like, make a character out of it. So I'm in between naming this mouse Ratatouille or Stuart Little. I'm not quite sure which one he is yet. I didn't get to know him very well as a protagonist, but I can, I have to make, like, characters out of things that I do not like in my household, like cockroaches and mice. The next morning, I wake up, and there's a sick baby. You throw in a family situation into the week, and I finally get to Friday, and I am toast. I am over it. I am done. Every single day has thrown a new obstacle at me, and I've gotten up the next day ready for a new day, and that day is almost just as bad as the last. Have you ever felt like that? Like you just keep getting one breath of air and then right before you're able to take a next breath, another wave comes and hits you. And it might look a lot more intense in your mind than finding a mouse in your pantry or having a cockroach crawl across your face. There might be a little bit more trauma and some grief thrown in there as well with emotions and it just makes life hard. And you get to a point in that day or you get to a point in that week when you just want to throw your hands up and say, I give up. But this isn't like a surrender, you take over, Lord, give up. This is a, I am at frustration. I am at the end of my control. I do not know what to do next. And so you take it out on people. You blame people. You take it out on yourself. You spiral. You go back to that place that's unhealthy. And I'm saying all this to tell you, you're not alone. That I have heard these stories. I have been that girl. We are in this together but that does not have to be our destination. And so I'm going to throw a few things at you that 
really wise people in my life have given to me as tools to put my tool belt for when I have a bad day or I have a bad week about how to walk through them. When I recognize, hmm, this day is not going according to plan. And I'm going to share those with you in hopes that they kind of help you the next time you find yourself in the middle of one of these situations. Now, I asked a lot of you friends on Instagram what you do to get out of a funk or if you have a bad day, how do you turn it around? And almost every single answer, I'm so thankful, said that you have some kind of time with the Lord or you invite Jesus into your day. And I do want to say that I love this idea of obviously having the Lord be a part of intricate details of our day. But when we just lump this whole idea like, oh, like, what do you need to do when you have a bad day? And people say, Jesus, like Jesus is the answer. He is. But he also, in my relationship with Jesus, I think that he asks me to find very intimate, detailed ways that I can have him a part of my day. So he wants to be a part of your disciplines. He wants to be a part of your habits and your behaviors and the ways that you walk out practically different things in life. I'm going to throw a few of these things at you, but please don't hear me ever say that like I'm, I'm telling you to skip over Jesus because he is the answer. He is, he is the ultimate gap filler when life throws us lots of margin and gap. And these are all things that you can start right now. So here's a few of them that I love. I love listening to music that makes me feel better. I am like, I'm such an emo at heart. If I'm feeling sad, sometimes all I need to do is throw in a sad song. Like just, just throw in a sad song and be upset for a hot second. Give it that minute and 32 seconds that most songs average are. And like sit in your feels, okay? Listen to music that makes you feel the way that you feel like you need to feel. If it's, hey, I'm done with this. I need a fun dance playlist. Find a good dance playlist, girl. If you need a worship playlist because you just need to throw your hands up and just to sit and soak in a moment, find a worship playlist that you like. May I suggest I have a few that I'm happy to link in our show notes and share with you all. One of them is a worship playlist. I think it literally has over 800 songs now, if I'm not mistaken. I also have a fall worship playlist that's more of a cozy vibe. Obviously, you can listen to this outside of fall if you're listening to this episode after fall has left us. It's a great great playlist. But listen to music that makes you feel better. Another one of my favorite things to do when I am on edge is to sweat. I follow this fantastic girl named Caroline Williams. She is a yoga instructor and she is a Christian yoga instructor actually. And so she orients all of her movement around scripture and the Lord. And it's just the sweetest thing to sit there and stretch and just be with the Lord and have somebody almost walk you through movement to connect with him in a different way. And so she always says, and I thought this was the coolest thing, that emotions need motion. Emotions need motion. That is so true. Like when you feel a certain way to move your body, it helps your body physiologically exercise and process what is going inside your mind, inside your heart, because our mind, our heart, and our body are all connected. It's, it's a way that we've been created. So when we're able to find a way that connects those three points, I think we can find a lot of healing and we can move through and process through things that would be harder to process through. Had we just sat still or had we just like not gotten out of bed, which is what I'm tempted to do a lot of times when I'm in a funk. Totally check out Caroline Williams. Um, Like I said, the yoga instructor, she's got a few free yoga sessions on YouTube. So you can search for her or I'll add this to our show notes. And then if you wanted to buy a subscription of hers, she actually has this thing called the Abbey. And it's like a membership where you have access to lots of her different classes. She has prenatal and postnatal type classes. She has ones on specific topics if you're feeling a certain way. It's just great. I highly recommend it. Go on a run. Go on a walk. Do something where you move your body, you produce some sweat, you get your heart rate up, 
and you're able to calm yourself back down, I have found myself easily being able to turn around a day after I sweat and move my body. Now, along with moving my body, sometimes you do. Maybe that's not you, although I highly recommend it. Another way that you can turn around your day is by meditating. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Meditate on the word day and night. And this verse is talking about meditating or thinking super deeply and focusing on the word of God. And it's commanding us to do this, actually. And so whenever I say meditate, I'm not talking about sitting with your legs crossed a certain way and clearing your mind. I'm saying instead of clearing your mind and focusing on nothing, focus on the word of God. It is sound. It is firm. It is a place that you can build your house If you've read through Matthew chapter 7, it's talking about building your house on different types of foundation. It's a parable that Jesus shares from the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Matthew. He also talks about it in the Gospel of Luke, but one of my favorite ones to read is in Matthew. You can go and find it in chapter 7, but it's all about where do you build your house? I'm going to read it. It's specifically verses 24 through 27. I'm going to read it and and you can just let this be with you for a moment. But it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. And then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat against a house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. So whenever I'm encouraging you to meditate on the word of God, this is like building your house on a rock. So when the rain falls and the floods come and the winds are blowing, your house does not topple over. It's built on a firm foundation. And that firm foundation, we can count on it 100% of the time being the word of God instead of any other type of encouragement that we can find out there. So one of my ways practically that I could tell you to do right now, if you want to meditate on the word of God and you're not quite sure where to start, maybe you're driving in a car and you can't just whip out your Bible and flip open to something, download the Dwell app. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but it's truly the coolest resource. It is a app that you can listen to different playlists on different topics. It plays scripture out loud to you. Think about like the Bible on audiobook basically is what this is, except it's in categories. You can listen to it with background noises, background songs like acoustic guitar or piano if you need something calming. They have different types of voices. They have an Australian accent that's really cool. It's just a really great app that I highly recommend doing. So if you need to meditate on the word, which hello, that's all of us, I highly recommend downloading the Dwell app. Another practical that you can think through, write down, or remember is having an attitude of gratitude. And one of my favorite ways of practicing this is by keeping a gratitude journal. For me, this is less of like a journal and more just like a note on my phone. But if I'm ever in a funk, I think through the things and I focus on the things that I'm grateful for and that the Lord has provided me. Whether that is as simple as a roof over my head and food to eat, or it can be as delicate as something super specific that's happening in your life. But keeping a running list of these things is going to shift your perspective, shift your mind, what's right, what's true, what's good, what's noble, and all of these things. Create a gratitude list. If you needed to maybe have this idea of what an attitude of gratitude looked like, episode 66 on Behind the Bliss podcast, we had Jill Pettis on and I got to sit down with her. She is an incredible woman and pastor's wife and she shared what an attitude of gratitude looks like in your life and how to grab one and claim it as your own. Highly recommend that episode as well. So create a gratitude list, start it, keep a running tab, 
think about it, think through it. Lisa Turker says this all the time, and I repeat it all the time because it's brilliant. She says, you steer where you stare. So if you're thinking about bad and hard things, then truly your day is probably going to be really difficult and pretty poor and negative. But if you think through things that you're grateful for, that are better, that are higher, that are that are longer lasting positively than your current situation that you find yourself in right now, it will absolutely change your thought and your mind and your perspective and you will start operating from that place. So steer where you stare. So let's start steering in a positive direction because we're staring in that positive direction by creating this gratitude list. This one's going to seem a little funky. (laughs) So stay with me, but I'm going to tell you to go and ground yourself. Now, when I say that, you're probably thinking like, Rachel, this is the point of me listening to this episode. I am trying to get grounded. Here is actually a way to do that. It's called grounding, and it's to literally put your feet on the earth. Like, go outside, take your shoes off, put your feet on the grass or the rocks or the pavement or wherever you are, or lie down on a blanket and just lay there and just stand there for a moment and soak in what's around you. This is actually, there's lots of research out there that this is actually healing to us and our bodies. And how beautiful is it that when we literally connect with the creation of God, we will find healing. It's a gift that he gave us. And I think that we need to open that gift and look at that gift and be in awe of this gift that he gave us. And and practically that could look like going and literally grounding yourself. In my mind, this is why I love the beach so much. If you are listening and you live near a beach, you are blessed, my friend. Like invite me over. I would love to come and put my feet in the sand with you. But if you go and like you sit in a beach chair and you put your feet in the sand or you lay out like a beach towel and you're laying on the beach, I would like to suggest that you will start feeling much better about your day or your week. And with that comes this idea, this next practical, that is to name what you're feeling. So I think I told you last week that I um, have hired a coach. (laughs) She's phenomenal. She has told me that I need to start naming my feelings, that I am such a fixer and a doer that if I realize that I'm feeling a certain way, then my idea of, of getting over it is to fix it, is to like avoid it or find a way to distract myself and divert my attention. When in reality, the best way to fix the feeling you're feeling is to feel it. That's why feeling is called a feeling because you have to feel it literally. So Cindy has told me that I need to start giving my emotions a place to be as big or as small as they need to be and notice them and give them space and margin to move through me than rather like try to fix them. And I would suggest this to you all too because I've been practicing that this past week, especially last week with the crazies and it was, it was amazing and it truly changed my day. So that looks like me I'm just going to share what this looks like for me. It could look totally different for you. But for me, that looks like sitting here, realizing I'm getting really caught up in emotions or I'm I'm starting to numb or daze and daydream and realizing like I need to be here present in this moment. And it's hard for me to do because I'm sad. I'm giving you a hypothetical situation and I'm sad, right? So I'm sitting here and I put my hand on my heart and I literally speak to the emotion and I say, sadness, you are allowed here. You can be as big or as small as you need to be but you need to move through my body. And literally, like sometimes I'll cry and sometimes I'll be like, hmm, yeah, this sucks. (laughs) And I'll let it move. But she has told me, and this is so true, that your emotions need like 90-ish seconds just to move through yourself, like to, to kind of process from beginning to end. But we rarely ever give our body the opportunity and our mind and our heart, really, the opportunity to, to work through these emotions. So instead of the 90 seconds, it, it clings to us and it stays there for days, months, maybe years that turn into resentment and bitterness and all these things. 
So I'll leave you with that thought. But I also want to tell you this about the emotion thing, which some people are probably like, oh, this is very woo woo. And it kind of is, but I firmly believe like the Lord gave us these emotions. And so when we recognize them, we're recognizing him and the power that he has because he is made perfect in our weakness, right? So I follow this uh, childhood psychology Instagram account called The Brave Space. I'll link it in our show notes as well. And she shared something the other day, and, it, and it's about kids, right? But you could totally apply this to yourself. And she posted this. I thought it was amazing. Anger is the only emotion that does not exist on its own. It happens to hold more vulnerable emotions in place. Sometimes it's easier or safer to feel the big of what anger is than the vulnerability in the small of anxiety, sadness, loneliness, helplessness, powerlessness. So when you're angry, ask yourself, what would I feel if I weren't angry right now? And then let that be the emotion that you speak to and minister to because that's the part of you that needs you. How beautiful is that? So when you're angry because your day has gotten away from you and it's turned into an awful tragic day or your week has just been the worst, pause and be like, wow, I'm really ticked. Like I am, I'm angry and then sit and be like, okay, if if I were to take anger away, what do I feel right now? So if we were to really address that emotion, I think we could find a lot of healing and process through this more quickly and get through it rather than letting it cling to us and almost dictate the next day and the next day and the next day. So we're about to turn this ship around and that's a good way to do it. Name how you're feeling. And then the last one, of course, like I was saying in the beginning, that Jesus is always the answer. And honestly, I think he wants to be a part of every single practical that I've shared with you today. There's a way to invite him into that. But one other specific way to live your day, to turn it around when it just has presented its nasty head, is to pray. Pause and pray. This can be intimidating because when you're frustrated, truly, sometimes you have no words. (laughs) You're like, God help. Amen. (laughs) That's all I have to say. In these moments, though, if you pray and you tell him what's going on, you invite him into this space, I would also challenge you to pause and be quiet and let him respond. Now, sometimes this response is obviously not going to be audible. Like you're not going to hear the voice of God say, Rachel, you will be okay. I love you. I'm with you. I'm here for you. No, no, this is going to look um, different for everyone. But I would say that it's that voice in your head or it's that thought that comes up or it's the song that comes to mind that is not a coincidence. That is the Holy Spirit active and alive inside of you. I like this idea of praying. Now, if you're, again, like I was saying earlier, are kind of stumped and not sure what to say or where to go or how to pray, I would love to give you this idea of the Springboard Prayers book that I've mentioned on Instagram before. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well. This show notes is about to be ballin' full of really great resources. By my girl Val Warner, she was actually on the show with us a few episodes ago. If you wanted to listen to her episode about prayer, if this is something you want to become Um, excellent in. But Val has created a book. It's called Springboard Prayers, and it literally has tons of prayers that you can borrow, copy and paste into your own life with scripture to back it up that you could go and read if you needed more encouragement in the subject. But all these prayers are for categories in life, like literally places, for people, um, for times in your day, for emotions that you feel. There's literally ones that are like when you feel overwhelmed, and it's a prayer to pray when you feel overwhelmed. Or it's like, When you're having your morning cup of coffee or for your living room, for your children's room, for your laundry room, uh, for the president, for your local leaders, for your church, for your pastor, there's tons of great, incredible prayers in this book that I think that you could really um, learn from and borrow. And that's the whole point of it. Of course, pray. So my list, just to go over them again, listen to music that makes you feel better. 
Sweat because our emotions, they need motion. Meditate because we need to build our house on a firm foundation. Create a gratitude list because it's all about having an attitude of gratitude. Ground yourself and connect yourself with God's creation. Name how you're feeling because you need to feel your feelings. And pray because God wants to be with you and he wants the final word. And we need to give him the opportunity to have the final word and not let the day determine what that date in history meant to us because it it has so much more opportunity when we say yes to Jesus. So I hope this encourages you. I think that hard days and bad days and days filled with grief that surprise us and jump out from behind a corner, they're going to happen. And so this is more of a, hey, how can we be proactive? What kind of tools can we put in our tool belt to whip out when they happen rather than being reactive and feeling like we need to have some type of emotional energy to stop ourselves in a spiral because that's really freaking hard to do. So I'm with you and I'm praying for you and we are in this together. And I cannot wait to hear all the things that happen when you start implementing some of these different practicals that we're going to start doing together. Of course, if you need anything, I am available over on Instagram at rachel.autry, or you can talk with our team at Behind the Bliss Podcast, or shoot us an email. You can shoot me one personally at rachel at rachelautry.com, or you can get directly in contact with our team, and they can forward it to me if you need me at hello at behindtheblisspodcast.com. We love encouraging you over on Instagram. You can find all the links to things that I talked about in today's episode in our show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com. Click on your favorite episode. Everything will be linked for you there. And I'm so grateful that you're here. You guys are truly like family and friends. And I look forward to talking to you and listening to some of my favorite friends join me over here on the podcast every week. You're a treasure and I hope your day turns around quickly. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.